The impact of COVID-19 across the world has been devastating and felt by everyone. All over the world, there's fear and uncertainty as lives are lost, economies are being shattered, and what we know as normal life has been uprooted from us. The coronavirus is wreaking havoc on Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropping nearly 3,000 points. We have the worst kind of breaking news. Washington Post reporting that for the first time, coronavirus deaths in this country surpassed 100 in one day. We now find ourselves distanced from each other and left to navigate an unpredictable reality. I'm Justin Keller, your host. I'm certainly no expert on COVID-19 and I'm definitely not an expert on being human. But what I do know is that we must combat the fear and uncertainty that we face by fighting for optimism and we must do this together. The Bright Side Chats is a series here on the Fight for Brilliance podcast to help share how people like you are navigating this trying season and what they're doing to fight for optimism despite the unknown, the struggles, and the concerns that they have. You'll hear from business owners, parents, fitness experts, mental health professionals, and more. The goal is not to give you an answer. I don't think there is one answer for us to navigate this. The goal is to bring us together at a time when we need each other the most so we can rise above this together. Be sure to subscribe and tune in daily for short interviews to encourage you to fight for optimism and find the bright side together. Welcome to this episode of Fight for Brilliance. I'm Justin Keller, your host, and this is another special episode in the series called Bright Side Chats. And in this conversation, I sit down with Chris Jones, who is a co-owner of Salon Bugatti in the Woodlands, Texas. And we discuss all that this has meant for him in navigating business decisions. We talk about the culture of his team and how they collectively made a decision to do what they felt like was ethically right through all of this. And we discuss just what it looks like to slow down the pace that's being kind of forced on Chris and how he's approaching this season. And I love Chris. I love his heart for people and the way he approaches life and business. And so I know you're going to enjoy this conversation with him. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you, I'm doing this for the next 30 days. There is a conversation happening daily at brightsidechats.com. And if you want to be part of the conversation, make sure you're following on Instagram uh, at Keller Thinks. And we are also doing what I'm calling the Bright Side Challenge. And so all of that is going on over on Instagram. And so you keep up with me over there. But this is just a chance for us to combat all of the fear and uncertainty that exists right now and to fight for optimism and find the bright side through each day. Now I'm going to let you hear how Chris is doing that in his life and in his business. And just a little heads up, there is some barking in the background, but I kind of love how that is happening because that is what this season looks like for so many of us at our homes and in our real environments where we can't always lock ourselves away from everything else. And so it does not compromise this conversation at all. And if anything, it just really captures the moment that we're all living through. So enjoy this conversation. Chris, thanks for joining me. You are uh, co-owner, I guess, with um, Emily Cooper at Salon Bugatti in the Woodlands. As you can tell, I haven't been to you in a long time as my hair is getting long. But <laughs> man, this is I how I to... met you, though. That's how I met you. This is, you're right, man. Years ago, like seven, eight years ago, um, I did go to Chris quite a bit. But Chris is a good friend, 
um, we've navigated some different things in life together and uh, just support him as a business owner and respect the way you approach life and your business as mm -hmm. it's evolved. And so I just thought this would be a good chance to talk with you about how you're navigating all this. You know, specifically, you're someone who I've always known as someone who works a lot, mm -hmm. someone who is absolutely dedicated to people. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just curious on what it's been like for you right now and the hardest adjustment that you've had to make. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is, you know, this June will be 24 years uh, since I started doing hair and I've never uh, taken really any time off. You know, we travel a week during the summer with my wife's family and we go to the beach. Um, and that's hard for me. You know, I mean, I enjoy the family time, but it's hard for me to be away from work for any extended period of time. And then, um, so, you know, there's been a few times with, uh, the hurricanes and the flooding and stuff like that, that we've been forced to take time off. Um, but so far, uh, the County that I live in, it's not, it's not mandatory. Um, but we decided as a business, as a salon, as a family to, to go ahead and shut down, um, last Saturday. So it's only been a few days. Um, and so for the past few days, it's almost felt like uh, almost like a mini vacation. Um, but now reality's setting in that it's going to be much longer than that. And so, you know, the hardest part for Emily and I as, as business owners is to uh, to make the right decision for our team. And if it was just me, if I was just running a small office, small salon and I, it was just me, I would have no problem shutting down. You know, I've got some money in savings and I can sustain for however long this thing goes on for. But then you start thinking about your staff that, you know, one of my um, coworkers uh, just bought a house. One of my coworkers is a single mom, you know, and so you start thinking about those people. And as far as Emily and I go and, and owning a business, that's been the hardest part is mm -hmm what do we do for them? You know, because we want to help them as much as possible. And we are, you know, we're, um, our employees are paid commission, so they don't pay to work at our salon. So in our situation, um, you know, we decided to go ahead, even though they, we shut down sort of towards the last third of the past pay period, you know, we've decided to go ahead and pay them for the, the full pay period. And we'll do as much as we can, but to be off work and to not be, have that, that human contact has been, um, it's, it hasn't been that hard yet, like I said, because it's only been a few days, but I think that our industry, once we start experiencing, you know, a week or two weeks or three weeks, or in some cities or states, six weeks, I mean, I think that that vacation mentality that we're sort of in right now is going to, it's going to switch a little bit. and. Um, so that's been the hardest part for me is sitting still and not being able to, to, to help others. One of the things I didn't think about was the fact that you are not required to shut down right now, mm -hmm. yet you chose to, I just, how do you even navigate that decision? You and Emily, like trying to figure out, you know, shit, we really care about our employees. Mm -hmm. but we got to think about our social responsibility here. I can't imagine what that decision was like for you guys. Well, so the decision came as a team and that's how we operate the salon. I mean, Emily and I are the owners, but we are a, a team and we've, um, so, you know, last week, 
you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we all sort of had the mentality, like, you know, if we can have 10 people in the salon, then we'll see, we'll have 10 people in the salon. We'll have, we'll reduce our schedules. Um, and then, you know, that mentality started to shift a little bit later in the week. So Thursday, Friday, people were coming into the salon. I'm talking about our team and they were starting to get nervous. They were, they were scared, you know? And so going from, we'll, you know, we'll do what we can as long as we can switch to, I don't feel right morally being here. So that's when we decided Friday morning to go ahead and um, start calling clients for this week that we're in right now and moving them. But, you know, we, we decided as a team and um, the polls that I've seen right now, is showing that 65% of the salons in the country are closed. 65%, probably higher than that actually. But um, I just can't imagine working right now. Our team is, uh, our team is fine being home. And, you know, it's, like I said, it's fine right now. It's been a few days, but hold on. I have a dog barking. Okay. No, it's, I I was going to ask you, you know, I think of you as somebody who you always just try to figure out, how to get things done. Yeah, I go, it goes back to even things like when you wanted to start doing a lot of videos and photos on, on Instagram, right. You just figured it out, you know, and we've navigated some of that together, but mm-hmm. you're just going to figure it out in your business and in your life. And so I, I'm just curious, has this changed at all the way you're thinking about your business moving forward? Um, you know, it makes me want to get back in there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it makes, I think it's putting a lot of things into perspective for all of us, you know, um, balance in life, probably first and foremost, you know, like you said earlier, I've always been one, you know, to work a lot of hours. I'm in the salon by 7am every day, which is pretty early for a hair salon. And then I'm there till, you know, six, six thirty PM. So those are 11 hour days that, you know, I just, I work a lot. I travel a lot, um, educating, um, and I think that this whole thing is, it's forcing all of us to slow down a little bit. And I, and I think that when I go back, you know, I say this now, but I think I want to, you know, implement a little more balance mm-hmm. um, between the salon and life. I mean, it's like, you know, those, you know, working 11 hour days and working through lunch breaks and everything. It's kind of like, it's like you, I do it, but I almost want to slow down a little bit, maybe 10%, right? So not a lot, yeah. but just enough to where I can breathe a little bit um, to where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good about being home for dinners and stuff like that with my family. But, you know, it's like, it's like, I want to give a hundred percent when I'm at the salon, but I also want to be home and give it a hundred percent when I'm here. And so, um, y- you know, I mean, I, I can honestly say that w- the time we're together in the salon is, is a really healthy environment. I mean, like a family, we all have some issues here and there, but, um, you know, I think that isolating yourself like we have been has made you or made me appreciate time together, whether it's with my staff or whether it's with my family, you know, I think it's just about, everybody talks about being present. Um, I think that that has, uh, this whole thing is teaching me the importance of that. Yeah. So that seems to be something you're leaning into right now in this season. 
Um, I'm guessing though, you're really just trying to free up more time to golf. Hey, I played yesterday. Uh, I'm not lying. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you, man. <laughs> but is there anything else that you're kind of personally leaning into or kind of learning in this time? Or is it more just in line with what does being present really look like? I think that being, um, you know, focusing a little more on education within the salon, within our team, within our staff, you know, education has always been a big part of our business, but our busy schedules sometimes um, cause us to put classes and stuff like that on the back burner. Um, And I think that, you know, coming back, being more driven towards educating our staff is something that I want to work more towards. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just think that we just have to appreciate the time we had together because times like this prove that, you know, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. And honestly, man, I don't care about the the dog in the background. You know, I, <laughs> it's real, for me, right? it could be my son. Like it's just the way life is right now. So right. I, I don't care one bit. Um, all right. So you're somebody who I think of as someone being close to others, having deep relationships with others. And speaking of that, you and your colleagues, you know, you've got some bonds between some other guys in the industry and gals in mm-hmm. the industry. Just what's been going through your heart and your mind right now as you think about not just you going through this, but all of you collectively going through this? You know, um, as far as the salon, you know, we've, we've got a group text. And so we're staying in touch hourly, you know, whether it's a funny meme or whether it's uh, just people writing in, checking on each other. Um I do have a, you know, a, a really big social family and yeah. we're on the phone. I'm, I'm on the phone with somebody almost every hour, whether it's FaceTime, um, you know, texting or whatever I've got, you know, we're all in the same boat. Everybody's got a fear. I like a, everybody's in sort of a little bit of a state of panic right now. And I've probably had 50 conversations in the last four days with various salon owners from all over the country. And every one of them, every single person is in the same boat. You know, we're all in the same sort of headspace right now. It's like, what are we going to do? How long can we sustain like this? But it's, you know, having that sense of community is what I think builds a a certain level of comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if I'm starting to, to feel worried about our business or, you know, and then I get on a a 15 minute phone call with a friend in um, Minnesota and he's feeling the exact same way, you know, it doesn't provide sort of a, a cure, but it provides a, a level of comfort knowing that, okay, I'm not alone in this. I'm not the only one that feels this way. So, um, yeah, that, you know, people are talking a lot about how, how far a simple phone call can go in a time like this. And, you know, even talking to you right now, I mean, you know, it just, it, it brings you together yeah. and, and, and it makes you realize that, you know, we are truly all in this, in, in this together. So Chris, think about like how hard it's been for you and I to figure out how to even connect. And you live 30 minutes roughly away from me, yeah. you know, when there's so many other things going on, that's something I've realized in this, my brothers and I are texting more, which is mm-hmm. not always a good thing. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but it does all of a sudden create this space for time that we have for each other and things, which is, uh, I don't know what that looks like long-term, but I've been noticing that too. Is there anything that you've, I guess, intentionally done to make sure you stay, you know, thinking about good things, kind of staying positive through this and, and being optimistic? Um, 
yeah, I mean, like I said, I did, you know, in Houston, we had those few days of rain. So at least right now, you know, I can sit outside by my pool, you know, yeah. I can, um, grocery stores are still open so I can still buy good beer, you know? And, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just feel like I've always been sort of an opportunist, you know, and I've always been, you know, like in a situation like this, it's like, there's truly nothing I can do other than, um, stay home. Right. So, yeah. you know, taking advantage of that time and turning it into a positive is something that, um, is where my head is right now. It's like, you know, I'm grilling, I'm hanging out with my dogs and my family and we heated the pool. It's like, you know, at this point in the game, it's like, I just want to take advantage of the time that I have and I'm being, I'm sort of being forced to slow down. And so I'm going to make the best of it. Um, you know, we can't all have, you know, pool parties. I can't have a bunch of friends over or family, but I mean, at least my head is in a place where I'm just remaining positive and I'm going to take yeah. advantage. If I'm, if I, if I'm forced to slow down, then I'm going to make the best of it. Yeah. And it's not the pool for you. It's the, it, it's, you would be doing that whether you had a big backyard or a small house. It's the opportunity to connect deeper right. with your family and stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're always someone I've thought of as a family man. I mean, you, right. you constantly have invested into your family as much as you do your business. And mm -hmm. So I've respected that about you. you. All right. Well, I appreciate you making all the time. I want to ask you one last thing. And that okay. is if there's one guilty pleasure that you would have to stock up on, it's got to be a non-essential item. Can't be toilet paper or anything like that. <laughs> what is one guilty pleasure that you might even be embarrassed to admit that you would have to have in the house? Oh, in the house. Um, IPA. I'm sorry. That ain't Good craft beer. anything to be ashamed of, my friend. No, I'm not ashamed at all. I mean, there's something that, you know, when you, whether you finish a long work day or yard work or whatever it is to be able to have that. Yeah that craft IPA that I don't know. It's like, I don't have 20 of them, but I love one or two, you know? And I mean, that's, um, I, that's my guilty pleasure. Whenever they were saying that, you know, liquor stores, grocery stores are still open. It's like, I love a good, I love a good beer. So that would yeah. probably be it. That'd probably be it. All right. And, and well, I'm, I'm actually with you on that one. <laughs> and a what? In a phone charger. <laughs> <laughs> that's an essential item. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, right. thanks for making time. I'm just hoping that we can see that we're all in this together. No one's got the answers. We're all just kind of figuring it out as we go. And hopefully we can take our minds off of all the craziness and fake news or whatever else is out there or and just set our differences aside and just find the bright side through all of this. So thanks for being a voice into this and inspiring others. Coming. I'll talk to you soon. I just want to thank Chris for taking the time to chat with us today and I hope you enjoyed this. As always, gratitude is everything and I want to encourage you to send Chris a thank you on social media. All his links for how you can connect with him are on his show page uh, at brightsidechats.com or you can see them in the show notes. And just be a community of gratitude and thank each of these guests for taking the time to share how they're navigating these uncertain times and just thank them for being a bright side in your day here as you listen to this episode. And if you are not subscribed yet to the show, I want to encourage you just to click and hit subscribe so that you can be part of this for the next 30 days and your phone will just tell you, here's the next episode for you to listen to. Uh, and I just want to encourage you, even if it's for the next 30 days, just make this part of 
your life and see what a difference it can make to be encouraged by others, to see that we're not alone and that we are in this together, all just trying to figure out what we're doing here. No one's coming with all the answers. We're all just kind of sharing our experiences and our thoughts through this. And so I also want to invite you to be part of the Fight for Brilliance community, even beyond these bright side chats. And you can do that by texting the word brilliant to the number 3377. Text brilliant to the number 3377 and you'll be signed up for a weekly Fight for Brilliance email that I send out. And then finally, I started a challenge for myself called the Bright Side Challenge. And I want to invite you to join me on this challenge. And that is just a 30-day commitment to fight for optimism, to choose optimism. And the way I'm doing that is with gratitude. So all this challenge is, is post something at least once over the next 30 days that you're grateful for. I would encourage you to make it a daily practice, but at least once over the next 30 days, post something that you're grateful for. Use the hashtag bright side challenge. And if you feel like it, you can ask somebody else to do the same thing. Tag them in your post. You don't have to do that, but I would encourage you to in order to make optimism part of your life and to find the bright side over these days that we're all facing, it's gonna start with gratitude. And that's what that bright side challenge is all about for me. And so I'm doing that daily and you're invited to join me if you wish. Thanks for joining me and being part of this community here and I'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.